This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's up, Smooth Operators? Welcome. It's Friday. We made it through another week. And oddly enough, it actually is Friday on the day we're recording this. Uh, hidden insider secret of podcasting. You know, you got to get, you, there's a flow to podcasting and kind of like your own internal funnel where you're batching podcasting. You're getting a whole bunch of episodes lined up because honestly, if you're thinking about podcasts, it's probably a whole aside, but like trying to be a podcaster every day gets a bit exhausting. But when you batch it, then you get to go into this flow state. You get into this nice groove. I'm not kidding. I've done 20 interviews in a week before. I was exhausted at the end of that week, but it meant the next week was a week of action in a different realm because I put all this energy into my podcast for that week. And I knew my my goal that week is to podcast like my life depend, depends on it, podcast like it's my job because it is. And there's something so cool about that. But like I said, we're actually recording this on a Friday. So I'm like super excited, not only for that, but because it is Friday and I have an absolutely amazing guest here. I can't wait to dig in on this. And I thought it was kind of a perfect segue to talk about the focus that we put on a task at any given time and where our energy is and how we are pushing ourselves to that next level, which is why it's almost perfect. Not almost, it is absolutely perfect that I have Mallory Nicole on the show. So Mallory is a multi-certified coach, a Forbes number one podcaster. Check out her show, The Abundantly Clear Podcast. She's a limiting belief crusher and a strategic thinker. So she helps entrepreneurs grow their business cultivate a healthy and fulfilling personal life and ultimately reach their full potential. We're all going to put ourselves into that energy right now of reaching our own full potential. So please welcome me and joining and welcoming Mallory to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm so good. You're so good at intros. I listened to a couple of your episodes before coming on and I noticed that about you. I'm like, he's so good at pumping people up before the show starts. So thank you for having me on and thank you for the welcome. You can barely tell I spent a couple of years running a team, like not only in the business <laughs> realm, but military teams, you know, kind of, these are all skills we develop, right? And I'd be lying if I said I scripted it. I don't script these. I'm like, where, where is my energy taking me right now? Which I think is a beautiful thing about this medium. I agree. And I was hearing the systems brain in there, the process brain in there, and the batching of the content. I'm also the same way with content. I don't like thinking about content every single day. I like it to be in, in spurts. So that totally resonated. Absolutely. 100%. That's something we're definitely going to dive into. But before we get too far into our discussion, I'd just like to hear more about your background. If you can introduce yourself to the audience and just let us know how you came onto this journey. Yeah. So I work with business owners, execs, teams with things like performance, mindset, strategy, really helping people stay in their lane, stay dialed in, stay focused. And 
stay fulfilled. You know, there's a lot of people that grow businesses that don't lead to that personal fulfillment. So it's really important to me to make sure that whoever I'm working with and whatever we're working on, we're really carving out the lane that they want to be in and growing the business the way that they actually want in life. And the way that I got involved in this was to make a really long story short, I had some health problems years ago that just were tanking my energy, tanking, tanking my life. Um, and I spent months going to the doctor, trying to figure out what was going on with my body, not getting a whole lot of answers. And so I started self-exploring how to fix what was happening. I felt like I had the flu every single day. I was getting rashes, all this crazy stuff started happening. This is before the health movement and the way that it is now. So there wasn't a whole lot of free information out there like there is today. I ended up finding out that I had a gluten intolerance by a wonderful blog that I came across. And that led me down the path of health and wellness coaching. And in health and wellness coaching, I was like, oh, wait a second, performance coaching, mindset coaching, business coaching. I love the way the brain works. I love how we think. I think it's complex and simple all at the same time. It's so fascinating and interesting to me. So I started getting other certifications and now I do what I do. That's so fantastic. And you're right. Like the, the, the ecosphere has been just like, it's not been evolving slowly. It's been this like rocket ship this past decade of just I don't want to say information overload, but sometimes it is, right? There's so much information out there. It can be hard to discern what's kind of truth, reality, false. And I don't know about you. I tend to, I, th I think when you do this long enough and you're engaged, you can almost feel like this, like otherworldly connection with someone. And it's like, there's something bigger, I think, that's binding us together and, and we can reach it, I think, so many ways through content. Yeah, it's really strange when you think about how we use the internet. Like, I love the internet so much. I love Facebook. I love, you and I met through Facebook. Like, I love the platform of social media. But going back to something that you kind of started out the show on, your energy and how you use something is really what you're going to get out of it. So there are a lot of people out there that, you know, they bash on social media. They hate it. They've got a, a, a bad taste in their mouth for it. But to me, it's something that's really changed my life. I mean, there are so many people in my world that I never would have met had I not just said, okay, what is this whole I am space? What is this whole marketing yourself on social media space and gone for it? And I think it's a great thing. For sure. I, I distinctly remember the first time I started using my personal profile for business connections and relationships. And my wife is like, what are you doing You're crossing street? I'm like, I just have to, I have to, I just, I not only have to, cause I literally like money-wise have to, right. but like I've you met felt all it. these people and like, I didn't want to leave that connection at FHL or at this convention that I went to. Like I wanted to, I wanted these people in my life in a very, very real and visceral way. I wanted to, I want them to see my children and feel my wins and my anguish and everything, because I just, I don't know what it is. It's, it's this, I think the more, okay, this can get like super like big, woo, -woo but I think the more we're in these kind of information ecospheres, the more we also value 
real relationships and we work to cultivate them, right? Absolutely. I had a client in town this week. Like this is so resonating with me right now because I had a client in town this week with his leadership team and his wife was also with them. We had one evening where I had dinner with him and his team. And then we had another evening where I just had dinner with him and his wife. And it was so fun, but yet we met on Facebook, right? We met on Facebook. We've been working together in business. And then this week I got to spend a few hours on over a two day period getting to know like his family and what his kids are like and what they do for fun and what they do outside of business and also getting to like see him in action with his team and what that looks like too. There is such an opportunity to bring it to the personal, which, you know, if it was just Facebook for me, I think I'd be missing a little bit of that. I love the in-person stuff too, and how it all kind of co-creates and works together. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. We could go down this rabbit hole all day long. Social media. We I have know we some could. <laughs> amazing things to cover. And I have some some questions I really want to, to pose to you. But I want to oh. start with something that I think is kind of a limiting belief we put into our own heads. And it's the idea of being a high performer. And I think a lot of people, I know myself included, I've struggled with the idea of like identifying as a high performer and what exactly that means. Cause I think so often we want to equate it with necessarily results, but I think results like they come after when you're already a high performer, which leads to those results, unless I'm mistaken. So I'd love to just to kind of peel back the onion a little bit on what exactly is a high performer and how do we know if we are one? Mm -hmm. I think a high performer cares a little bit more than the general population about how they want to build, create, and cultivate a really great life. And what I find so interesting about this work is that we all actually want our lives to be different. So the way that you might want your business to grow and succeed is very different than maybe one of your colleagues. Or if I think about my clients, for example, not all of them want the same things, but I would consider them all high performers because they all do want to really put the effort and the energy and the conscious awareness into how they're creating the life that they're living. You know, so many of us live on autopilot and I know you don't live on autopilot and I don't anymore, but maybe in a previous part of our life, we can look back and say that version of us probably wasn't as hyper aware as the version of us now that's growing and building and really paying attention. When I think about a high performer, it's more about that than it is like the stuff that you see online, like the person that takes an ice bath at 5 a.m. and then does meditation and does this and does that. It's less about that to me and more about, are you someone that cares and are you action-oriented in a way that aligns with what you want? Mm. I love that because it's very personal in how your, your personification of a high performer becomes visible to everyone else, right? Because it's what feeds fuels you. Because I I am a five four amer, but it ain't in an ice bath. I'm not doing that part of my life ever again. I did that in special ops training. No more. I've I've been cold for the rest of my life more than enough for the rest of my life. But I have my own thing that I do that feeds me right. Right. And like, I'm not a 4AMer. That to me, like you saying that, I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. But you know, it works for you. If we look at how you and I show up to our lives and the effort that we're putting in to have a really good life experience, 
I consider that more the metric for high performance than anything. Awesome. So I think for the listeners out there, if you think you're a high performer, you probably are. You're listening <laughs> to a podcast yes. of how to grow, how to build a great life. Like you, you're, you're listening to a podcast about business. Like you're probably a high performer. Yes. Embrace it. Tattoo it on your forehead or whatever you got going. <laughs> Maybe not that. Okay. I don't need selfies sent to me guys. I love them, but come on. Um, don't say Adam told you so. No, I did not tell you that. Okay. I think in, in my own experience, Mallory, like I, I, I went through that evolution and, and like been able to identify that. But I think in my own experience, caring so much about my great life that I'm trying to build, it, it's also made me a little bit more susceptible to failure and like some of the feelings that come from that and the the negative uh, spirals and loopholes we can put ourselves into. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've experienced as well or that you've seen from the people that you coach? Oh yeah, both for me and for people that I coach because humans are humans, right? We all have emotions. And it's funny because a lot of people that are in more of like, you know, you didn't just say this to me, you, you shared exactly what your experience is, but I find a lot of people who think they're not emotional. They're like, they tell themselves they're all logical. They're all brain. They're all operations. They're actually driven by their emotions a lot more than they're realizing because they're so uncomfortable with seeing them. They're happening in the background and they're not even really connected to that. And the thing about emotions for me is that they're not good or bad emotions. Our reactivity to emotions is where we get stuck. Our judgment towards emotions is where we get stuck. So if we're feeling, you know, said failure, all of us have done something that hasn't worked if you've built a business. And honestly, it's an indicator that you're not really stretching and growing yourself. If you can say, I've never done anything that didn't work, it actually means, hey, maybe you should push yourself a little bit more and and, and go out and try and do something, which is another way to just take information and feedback for yourself to see what's next. I look at emotions the same way. Our emotions are really just trying to tell us what we need to see. And whether we listen to it or not, that's almost a skill. The emotional side of us, I look at very much like physical fitness. You don't go to the gym and after a week have a six pack. The same thing for emotional fitness. It's it's mental fitness. You don't start doing emotional work and then all of a sudden you've got it all figured out. It's a practice and a skill that's developed over time. And maybe in the beginning, that failure feels really big, but the more you're able to just move through it and objectively look at it and remove yourself from it, but there is a move through it process. You got to give yourself permission to acknowledge the feeling because if you don't acknowledge it, it it resurfaces. And it's like the the back, it's on your back. It's carrying you. It's like a weight that you're not acknowledging. Once you acknowledge it, then you can get objective and go, well, what does failure really mean? Well, failure means that I'm trying a whole bunch of things. And of course, some of them aren't going to work. What am I making it mean about me? Wow. That's powerful. Just I'm taking notes here because it's the acknowledgement and being okay with that. And what is it like? what's next? I mean, but sometimes saying it is, is the hardest part. And I always go down like, okay, yeah, great, great, great. Tactically. What do I do? What do I do? Like to get through this. And 
like one thing I found useful. I know everyone kind of has their own thing. I've heard journal or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And what helps me is because I'm a very auditory person. And unless I say something, it's not real. So I have a private collection of recordings. Y'all will never, ever, (laughs) ever, ever hear. But it's like Adam's personal vlog to himself. I love that. And it's just me verbalizing what I'm feeling into my phone, this secret phone you all will never get access to. I promise <laughs> that. Um, of like digesting and 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 talking through the things that that I've experienced. Not that I'm saying I'm a finished product. That's not the point. None of us are. But I, I think that's really like this is like part of the equation that you use to really. As you said, um, you you help entrepreneurs sustain their energy, fuel their fire. Like, is this like one of the tools that you that you recommend, or like how do yes, we use yes. these experiences to do that? That's that's kind of in a long way of saying like we know we're going to experience this. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. I accept that. Okay, that's that's a win right now if you accept that. Uh, so exactly. <laughs> how do how do we use this to fuel what we're yep, doing? Exactly, and. It, Everything that you're saying, I'm nodding. I know you guys can't see me because you're listening to this, but I'm nodding my head as as Adam is talking because it's all it's all a yes. It's all multiple yeses. When we don't acknowledge the 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 very human parts of our growth, we get stuck in the emotion, and it's like the emotion doesn't have room to be released. And depending on the situation, and depending on the person. It all depends. You guys will hear me say that a lot because it's not custom and it's, or excuse me, it is custom. It's not a perfect process for every single individual. We all have different stuff and and we think differently, but our ability to just even acknowledge sometimes is enough to move something through us. It's when we, we face it with judgment we tell ourselves, oh, that thing didn't work. That means that you're not good enough or some of those like deeper stories that are showing up. You're never going to figure it out. It always has to be hard. Um, you know, one for me for a long time was like, I just, I didn't realize this until I started doing this work on myself, but I felt safer in like a chaotic environment than I did life just being safe and easy because of the environment that I was raised in. So it was very normal for me to feel safe in chaos. So that was like a belief that I had to unravel that things don't always have to be chaotic in order to feel grounded and good. Right. And when you start looking at this stuff and you get curious, when you have a relationship with yourself where you just kind of go, well, I wonder where that came from. Or I wonder why I'm feeling this way. Or I wonder why I'm telling myself what I'm telling myself right now, you start to create a relationship of conscious awareness. When you don't have conscious awareness, you're being reactive to everything that's happening. You're just Mm. reacting and you're in response to everything that you're experiencing. And the, the reason that mental toughness or mental agility or mental fitness is so important for entrepreneurs is because you and I choose, we all choose. If you're listening to this, you probably own a business we chose the harder path. You know, we didn't want a life of mediocrity. We wanted to build something and we all have different visions of what building looks like, but in building things, we are going to face challenges. We are going to face things that don't work. We are going to face 
the seasons that feel harder than than others and our ability to grow through those seasons and not let us diminish our energy and stay focused always goes back to that relationship with self mm. <laughs> i find myself you know we talk about relationships and I'm thinking like a personal date night or something like I'm just like throwing an idea. You know, I'm not now thinking in motion um, of, you know, I, I'm married. You're putting so, a process to it. Maybe this yes. conversation is going to give me a bunch of stuff too, that I didn't realize. I'm like, you're, you're, you're operating my IP right now. Like what's yes. next? <laughs> oh, exactly. And that's, that's what I love about these interviews is I'm like, okay, hmm, what would a personal date night look like? Okay, not to get weird with it or anything, but um, <laughs> but it is time. It's it's not. See, when you say that, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It's not weird to me because what I hear you saying is like, how do I give myself space to like just be with me? And that's hmm. something that not all of us necessarily were given the tools or or the learnings or understandings of why it's necessary and and why it's helpful and this is getting into like a little bit more of a performance component but i have i encourage i don't have i don't i don't tell them that they have to i encourage all of my ceo clients that are running teams because running a team is, is a whole lot more than you know I have a, a couple people that work with me, but I don't have a big team of 50 people. And I see the pressure that happens when you've got a big team. You've got to give yourself space and give yourself time to recharge. I highly encourage like quarterly retreats, like go book an Airbnb for a night. You can get away from the family, get away from the team, go think because nobody really ever says all my best ideas happen when I'm in front of my computer at Wednesday and Slack is going off and Oh, my team's pulling me in five different directions. This all ties in like our relationship with our emotions, our relationship to the vision and what we want to create, our ability to have, have this space to think and really listen to what's moving through our mind. Call it a date night, call it a retreat, call it whatever you want. Just go do it. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. I actually have one scheduled for next weekend because like one of my hobbies I found I really enjoy is I, I go hunting and it's still deer season. Deer ant season ends next Sunday. So I'm like, got to get out there again. Because yeah. I found there's about nothing more amazing in the world than sitting in the woods by yourself, completely alone in complete silence for like 12 hours. I'm so not surprised you said that. One of my buddies, he he's in an operations role for another company. and he loves hunting and part of me has to wonder you guys are always in like problem solving mode and thinking about taking complex situations and making them simple and your brain's like it's such a gift to go all right this is this big thing what's next what do I need to do it always it makes me wonder a little bit how many operators out there like like to hunt have that as a hobby just because you get to go have stillness in your mind for like a couple of days. Yeah. And to be honest, like, even if I don't get anything, it's like, how was it? Great. It was amazing. Right. right. Your brain got the chance to just turn off for a little bit, even though it never fully turns off, but you got to, to redirect it. Absolutely. And I have to stop and give credit to my better half, my wife, because I think giving credit and gratitude is important. 
when I was initially starting this hobby, I was, I was like, well, I can go out there and like listen to my shows. And, and she's like, what are you, what? No, leave your phone <laughs> no. here. Give Don't me your still. phone. Give me your phone. <laughs> Take it. And like that started now, which is now a practice of when I go somewhere and unplug, I will leave all the devices. I mm -hmm. will go be with and put my intention to where I'm doing, where, where, I, where it needs to be. And actually just happened yesterday with a day with my family where I unplugged on a Thursday. That's crazy. Right, <laughs> right. But the origin of it was from, you know, that permission from someone else to give you permission to say like, just go, just go and be. There's always... I don't want to say always because it's not true. There is often a really strong wife or husband behind a successful business owner or company. And you're right, they don't get enough recognition, but their ability to just tap into the needs of, of what that person, you know, really needs at the time is such a gift. And I think and if, if we want to be action oriented, because we're operators, hey, that's what we do. <laughs> um it started because my wife's an entrepreneur as well. Mm -hmm. And when she was starting, I was that for her. So I gave and now she's, she received and now she's giving. So if you don't have a spouse, if you don't have a partner at this point, you're listening, you're like, well, that sounds really cool for you. Um, you have, you have friends, you have people mm -hmm. in these spaces that are in that same place. So giving of yourself, you will receive it back. I firmly believe that it's this wonderful circle thing that happens right yeah yeah absolutely absolutely the more value that you give the more you're gonna get you know and there's a whole thing in there there's there's a lot a big piece of the formula that i like to talk about one of the foundations of it is boundaries so you know you got to figure out what your boundaries are with giving and what you're willing to at the time and the season and the day in your life of, of what that feels like but you know, I think it's a very underrated part of business growth. People have a tendency to get so stuck into the thought of like, how do I grow my business versus like, what are more ways that I can offer value that could come back to me in a positive way? Oh my gosh. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're, okay. You, you, you have the mic. And it's funny. I think those boundaries, they there's like a cyclical nature to them too. I, I have like established boundaries. And when I feel the need, I just blow through my own boundaries. I'm like, I don't care. I have to do this. And it was like two weeks ago, I was, I was doing some prospecting and I came across someone like hundred percent. They were in my camp, but they were like three steps behind where I needed them to be. Mm -hmm. And they acknowledged that like, I'm just not ready to work for you. I'm like, okay, great. Well, let's jump on a call anyway, because I just have the, I woke up with this compulsion. Like I have to give something today. Mm -hmm. I have, I have to help someone for me. Yeah. And like that hour called, she was like, that was so, I, you, I didn't pay for that. I'm like, no, you didn't. That's okay. It was worth my investment because of the energy Mind, I received yeah. from it, mm -hmm. from giving. Yeah. Well, so you have a great point there that you're, you're bringing up. I think and I, I'm actually working on this for anybody that's listening that, that does, um, kind of work like I do. And you've ever gone through the process of trying to put a lot of this stuff that we're talking about into IP. I'm writing a book right now 
And it's growing me in such a great way because it's, it's forcing me to take coaching calls and to take six years of working with individuals and teams and go, okay, like, how do you explain it? How do you put it into a methodology or formula? And it's stretching me in a really good way. It's not easy, but it's good. And boundaries, when I keep coming back to boundaries, I think that we have a tendency to think boundaries are just about time management and what I'm saying no to. But what you just said is such a great example of that because it's not about just saying, no, they're not a fit. I'm not going to open up the space. It's also looking at what energy do I want to give? So it's this mutual back and forth. What am I willing to give? What am I willing to open up my space and my energy do? How am I protecting my energy? And it's more of a relationship with yourself every single day, every single instance, every single you know situation that you're in. Do I trust my own inner wisdom to make that decision for me? Or have I set up a standard that I'm not willing to sway on? at all for any reason. Right, right. Oh my gosh, that opened up my my apparatus on boundaries because it's like my own well, under, internal of, understanding is like blown sky high now. <laughs> it's like when I, you know, I've got a book coach and she's really helping pull this stuff out of me because there's even like a part of my, my old brain. And I didn't realize this is the way I thought about boundaries until I'm trying to like get the content out. Right. But even my old way of thinking boundaries would have meant like, you think about the, the moat around the castle boundaries is like, don't let anything in just protect when really it's, it's, it's a give, it's a give and a get. Right. It's going deep and let's go deeper because <laughs> a lot of this is very personal, right? It, it, it's this emotional attachment we have to the outcome, to our business, to our involvement in the business. And I think one of the worst phrases I've ever heard in my life is it's not personal. It's just business. <laughs> no, uh, for if you're a visionary entrepreneur or you work for a visionary entrepreneur in an organization, like this is one of the most personal things I think I, well, I don't think I know that I do. So this is hugely personal. Is it even possible for us to disconnect from the personal, from the business? Can we even do that? Is it even advisable? Or am I running down a rabbit hole of awfulness that we should just be like, maybe later, Adam? Yeah, no, it's such a great question. I mean, people, people are people, right? And who runs a business? Well, people run businesses. I think that... There are business things that are not personable, but it's not what we are talking about. If you and I are looking at at numbers and we're just being super objective and we're going, okay, this thing is broken in a sales process. We need to fix this. We need to change it. Maybe that isn't personal, but performance stuff, communication stuff, how we express ourselves, how we communicate, how we lead. You know, how we lead is how we lead others. Whether you're a one person team and you're leading your clients, or you are leading a big team of people, how you lead yourself is going to model how you're leading those relationships too. And that's very personal. And that is a huge part of business. Oh my goodness. Love it. Love it. 
I'm going to have to listen to this episode back, which is always a good sign when I'm doing an interview. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have to listen to this again because I'm going to have to hear it like three or four times and complete taking notes. So listener, hint, hint. Um, I love you talked about leadership and that's that's how like if, if you ask me like, what's your persona you build around yourself? It's the mm -hmm. idea of being a leader and how I show up for my team and for the people I I'm working with the companies I'm working with. And I've wrapped so much of my own self-identity into that. And it's the thing I'm constantly looking towards, like, how do I become a better leader? I've read all the books. Okay. That's great. High five. But one thing you talked about on your site was the idea of a new wave of leadership. And I think we're already like dipping our toes into that already with where the conversation's going. Mm -hmm. Like what, what is like, what's on the horizon for leadership? What do you see from leaders as leadership itself is evolving? Yeah, such a great question. And thank you even for giving me that feedback because I just worked on my website and put new language on it. And, and all of that is stuff I've been spending time on. So that's just feedback for me of like, okay, this is resonating. Thank you for sharing that. The leadership that I think is is where we're headed is more about the vulnerability of what we all want in our life. You know, I how long have you been in the I am space? Like we've 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 both been around for a while, right? I've yeah. been about five years. Yeah. So you, I ask because we've both seen the evolution of five years ago. Everybody was talking about growth and scaling and growth and scaling and growth and scaling and marketing and sales. That is the only thing people were talking about. Like nobody was talking about operations. Nobody was really talking about performance. Nobody was talking about mindset. Everyone's just like, this is how you scale. This is how you, you, you 10 X in a year, three X in a year. Even Gary V was only talking about all that, like five years ago. That's all right. he talked about. Right. right. And now I'm not, see, I'm not the cool person anymore, or excuse me, I'm not the, I'm not the, um, not, that's not a good way to say it. I'm not the black sheep anymore because right. all this crap that I've been talking about for six years, it's like, everybody's talking about it. And I'm like, Shh, I don't, I don't need to be the cool person. I'm over here. Like, yay. I'm so excited. There's room at the table for everybody. Let's all collaborate on this because this is how we build healthy business, healthy relationships and healthy life, because there's so many people that have built from a belief or a, a process or a mindset that wasn't actually true to what they wanted. They did it anyways, because they felt like that's what they needed to do to be a good business owner or have the company that, you know, quote unquote, they needed to have. And people are really starting to be more vulnerable and honest with like, no, you, you get to build it your way. Like, you get to do life the way you want to do it. And the measure of success is not the revenue number. It's not how many employees you have. It's not how many customers you have. It's do you feel fulfilled in your life? And the more we have individuals leading their life from that place, the more we give other people permission to take a step back, even for entrepreneurs, you know, this isn't just for founders and owners. We give people permission to take a step back and say, are you enjoying the process? Do you like what you're doing? Is this really where you want to go? And so for me, I love that people are talking about that. 
now. It's so exciting to me. I, I hope more and more people keep talking about it because it really is how we change the direction that we're headed. Mm. Wow. And I, I'm, I'm just reflecting back on that journey and like having seen it myself. And I know running a team, I can pinpoint the exact time frames that, and the actions that corresponded to them where I saw the team change. And I saw the team take big steps forward and not just forward like individually, but together. And one particular one was when I started having one-to-one meetings with all my team members. And the key thing was the one-to-one meeting was not about their performance. It was about mine and their place in the company and giving them that space. And I would just allow myself to be vulnerable to my team. And oh my goodness, it's crazy what that will do in, in terms of your team's the growth just it it that's 10x that's the real 10x not not this arbitrary figure you put on a piece of paper so nice validation that's here you've been doing things right i I just got like chills because you that is that is leadership like that is leadership it's the willingness to be very comfortable with who you are and your own self that you're open to having those conversations and not letting it derail you and letting the feedback allow you to give yourself permission to be a better person. You know, my husband and and I, we ask ourselves often, like, what can I do better for you this week? Like, how can I be better? And it's not coming from this place of like, I'm not good enough. It's coming from this place of, I care and I love you. And I want you to experience me in a really wonderful way. And I want you to think about me as someone on your support system and someone that cheers you on. What can I do to make your life even better this week? And when Mm. we don't ask ourselves the questions of like, how is my husband experiencing being married to me? Or how are my employees experiencing being, uh, you know, working for my team? Or how are my clients experiencing me being their coach? Are they getting what they need from me? Am I asking them those questions? Like, is there anything I could be doing different for you? Is there anything that we're not touching that you think we need to be talking about? That's where we all get to grow. And we respect each other when we show Mm. up from that place. I love it. I'm totally stealing that marriage tip, by the way. That's that's happening. It's so like right easy now. and it's so it's so easy and it's so like it makes you just feel so appreciated, you know, yeah. to have your partner just be like, How can I be better for you? Like it's the simplest thing in the world, but sometimes it's those simple little tweaks that create really big results. Wow. Oh, so fantastic. We could talk all day and night, but I know I just looked at the time. I can't believe it's almost been an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Like you and I could spend a lot of time together. (laughs) Oh, and we will. It's going to be good. Um, I want to wrap this up by connecting a couple of different things that kind of coalesce. Yeah. Uh, And it's the idea of what used to be, what was taught. Then we, you know, went from grind, grind, grind to four hour work week. And I think we're now coming full circle to fulfillment Mm -hmm. like being satisfied and in that like the old paradigm of work-life balance I never really believed in it anyway 
because there's no number to it, right? Mm -hmm. It's, but it's about something much more significant. And so I'd love just to give ourselves the permission to, you know, we'll talk about it here, but you, the listeners, give yourself the permission to examine your own work-life balance, whatever that means for you, and to try to see if if you can see through it to to the next stage of your own evolution. So what does that mean to you, uh, Mallory? Yeah, so I posted something on Facebook. I don't, it might've been a month or two ago. I can't remember. And it got a very big response and I wasn't expecting it. It was just like that thing, that, that, that idea that popped in my head and I went and posted and I came back later and I'm like, oh, well, this is really resonating with people. And all it said was like, we're not looking for work-life balance. We're looking for emotional fulfillment. And I do believe that is really what we're looking for. We're not necessarily looking for the hours as much as we are looking for a feeling to feel grounded and to feel like we're creating a really good life. You know, you could, and and I've seen people do this. I've seen talk, going back to what you just said, I've seen people go from one end to the other and the spectrum of like, I'm going to, I'm going to shut my agency down and I'm just going to run a passive income business and work three hours a week. And not for everybody because some people have kids and that's the whole purpose of creating passive income to spend time with kids. Or, you know, maybe you have another problem in your life that that's solving for you of time freedom. But for a lot of people, they end up going from one end to the other and they find themselves very dissatisfied because they're not looking for a time difference. It was time was never the problem. It was, was I doing the work that is actually interesting to me? You know, you don't necessarily have to wake up and feel like you are solving the world, all the world's problems, and you're living your life purpose, that's a lot of pressure. But are you building your life in a way that you feel meaning around it and you're inspired by the work? That's what I go Mm. to. Like, do you enjoy going to work every day? If you don't, we got to take a look at it. You know, life career is where we spend a lot of our time So why would we not be asking the question of making the adjustment in a way that gives us the emotional fulfillment? That's the real balance to me. Wow. I got to tell you, there's, there's been a couple decisions that have been kind of weighing on me like right now. And I feel just at peace with them. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy. Then this is, I mean, you gave me an opportunity to come on and and talk to your audience that you have grown and built and it takes work to do that. So I'm grateful that, you know, there's a couple takeaways for you in it. Oh, fantastic. I knew we met for a reason, Mallory, this has (laughs) been absolutely incredible, but I do want to give the listeners with something to do next, where can they find out more about you and go down this pathway for themselves? Yeah, my email list. So if you want to keep going on this, I have a free challenge that's coming out that goes deeper into some of the principles that we're talking about. And we'll give you very tangible questions of how do I apply it? Because I know sometimes people are like, this all sounds like theory, but what do I do next? And my goal is to help bridge that gap for people and not have it be just theory, but actually implement it into your life. So go to my website, abundantlyclearpodcast.com is the easiest way. Otherwise, you can go to Mallory-Nicole.com. Believe it or not, the guy that owns Mallory-Nicole.com, well, he won't even let me, he won't make me an offer to buy the URL. So Mallory-Nicole.com is where you can go. I'm sure the links will be in the show notes for you guys too. And the email list is where to go. And I've got a book coming out later on this year. So if you want to be the first to know about that, get on the list. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I have a spot for it right there because I'm a book nerd. I got this huge I'll bookshelf over address, here. I'll, I'll mail so you can, one for sure. It's a huge bookshelf. Of course you do. Yes. That, that was, yeah, when, when we were away yesterday, I got to go to Half Price Books. So yeah, a little personal aside, uh, Half Price Books is like my favorite store in the entire world because there's just treasures waiting for you for like five bucks each. And I never go out with I've less than 10 there. books. I love bookstores too, though. My one way I meet my husband's needs is by not asking him to go to the bookstore with me because I literally spend hours in bookstores. I'm like, I'm just not going to ask anymore because I know that an hour for you in a bookstore is great. Two and three hours in a bookstore, is, it, it crosses the line for him. <laughs> my, my wife and I, we we um, her thing is children's books. She runs a daycare. That's her. She's an entrepreneur awesome. in that. And so I'll have this big stack of like big, thick business books. She'll have this bigger stack of children's books. And we both look at each other and be like, okay, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> this is our life. This is what we do. This, this is what we do. I love you for it. That's so awesome. So amazing. This has been so much fun, Mallory. And I just have to say, I, I am truly blessed to be able to have these conversations that for some reason, we've our paths have crossed, and I am grateful. And thank I'm you grateful so much. not not only to meet you, but for what you're doing in the world. So, so just thank you so much for the difference you're making. It's it's amazing. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for just inviting me. Absolutely, Mallory. And you have a great rest of your day. She will, we will be in touch more. So stay tuned, listeners, and keep on operating. Yeah, real quick before you bounce out here, I put together a free training on how you can run your business like a special operator through five simple universal truths. Get started today at www.adamliette.com slash soft. That's A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E dot com slash S-O-F.